everybody, this is Michael Rooker, and you're listening to Atomic Geekdom. guys are the dorks you are prime dorks so we're like a like, geek dork hybrid mostly dorks well, I should, i'm okay i shouldn't be running this website <laughs> should it be atomic atomic dorkdom then <laughs> i guess all right i guess this belongs to jenny now <laughs> no owner and ceo uh it's too late it's all yours hey uh did you guys i I guess there's this movie coming out that people want to see called Star Wars. Really? OMG! Like, they're breaking records already, and it's still, like, 50 days away. I can't get tickets. I got my tickets. The only ticket I can get is the day after it opens. So, like, I can't get it on the 16th, like, the midnight showing on the 16th. So I was like, okay, well, we'll get it for, like, right after work. All of them are sold out. Like, the soon as I can get it was the 18th. I'm I was, like, you've got to be kidding me. I was looking. We have, a mor- we have a morning show here. This guy, well, it's not based out of here. It's based out of Nashville. Uh, the Bobby Bones show. He was talking about it this morning, saying scalpers were bought them up and were selling them for a thousand dollars. That's who? Would, come on, people, don't buy into that garbage. I'm sorry. I'll no, wait no, that, the two. I'll happens. wait the two like, weeks and then go see it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, buy into Star Wars, but don't buy into scalpers inflating the price and taking advantage of you guys. Yeah. Like, he on. said there was. He said there was even a report of ten thousand. I'm like, come on! I guarantee you, the the cast is so cool. The cast will do something about that. Like, they'll, oh, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll make this. Like, I'm seeing all these cool videos of John Boyega now. <laughs> There's one where he's like doing a interview, and then some woman asks for his autograph, and he's like, "Yeah, sure, I'll autograph it. Can you can you hold some stuff while I find a pen?" And he's just like, "Sure." So he starts emptying out this bag, and it's filled with like Star Wars merch like toys and stuff. And he's like, these aren't mine. These aren't mine. These are for kids. And he's, well, did you like, hear the other, the other report once the trailer come out? Okay. I'm going to cuss, but these ass hats are now trying to boycott it again because there's uh, a black man and a woman <clears throat> in the lead role. Yeah. We're not going to talk about that because that's just I'm like, stupid. come on people. We're yeah, not, that we're not, we're not going to give that any, any time of day. Cause that, those people are retarded. And did we I use that the, in a non offensive way? When the teaser came out, we talked about this, how people were upset. And I said, it's because, oh, now we got a black stormtrooper. <laughs> how do you know that? And All of them were black stormtroopers. Did you ever see well, Spaceballs? Well, exactly. 
Wait, though, I I am intrigued by this, though, because there's been a lot of conversations online because stormtroopers are all clones. They're all the exact same person. But no. when you're looking at it, there's a All right. Put on, put on your nerd ears, everybody. <laughs> the clones. <laughs> what I'm seeing is, though, is like, so I have I have one or two questions. So the first question is, is, is he kind of doing like what Luke did in the original where he's pretending to be a stormtrooper no 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 or (laughs) is the stormtroopers are actually like i'm gonna i'm gonna squash this theory right away because the clones ran out they all died Mm -hmm. there was there's an uh, unlimited surplus of clones right they ran out of clones i mean there's a remember Django died so you can't make any more right so and well they might have stored his dna or something who knows but anyway um after Revenge of the Sith, it's like a 20-year gap. I don't know how old Luke is supposed to be in the first movie. It sounds about uh, right. So so 20 years, all these battles and, and, you know, warring nations and planets and stuff, they ran out of clones so people would, you know, join the army. Had to recruit. Yeah. So that's why they're not, they're not all clones anymore. Remember we talked about this on one episode where we talked about there's a black I, storm. I know, and, and that's what I'm saying, though. But, it's kind but of a, a lot full of people are... looking fella. I, I, I'm still iffy. I get it. And I'm totally with you that I think that it's just every average Joe as a stormtrooper now, but oh, well, I'm I hoping mean, they do something cool. No, you take it from the, the newest trailer and they show the TIE fighter crashing and then him getting out. I think he's on a redemption path. I think that's the story. And I think that's way that's, cool. I think it's way cooler. That's kind of where I was going with it. That's yeah. kind of the vibe I get. Uh, to go from being in the Empire to being what looks like a Jedi. He's got a lightsaber, what looks like Luke's lightsaber. So uh, if you want some in-depth analysis on the trailer, we did an episode of Trailer Parking, is what I call it, where we analyze a two-and-a-half-minute trailer for an hour. Uh, me, uh, Matt from Two Broke Geeks, and a newcomer, uh, a friend of ours on Twitter, uh, Amelia from the Marvel Report and from the Geekly Planet joined us to talk about that, and she apologizes for her sound quality. She didn't realize she was that far away from the microphone. Did you guys ever discuss a friend of mine at work? He's kind of a geek. I'd like to try to get him on the show with us sometime. Never. He. Oh, I guess <laughs> he was. He was looking it up, and there was actually something to do with the lightsabers that almost kind of parallels the Green Lantern emotional spectrum, where it talks about the it talks about the colors. Well, in the in the mythology, the colors mean something not right. not not emotionally, but towards like right, what, what right, kind right. of Jedi you are, right? Uh, like because a it's guardian or a sentinel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but this, I thought that was pretty cool. This was some hardcore geeking right now. I'm telling you, <laughs> him, him to just come with me with that. I was like, dude, you're pretty good. All that's, right, that's some hardcore geeking right there. I just want, I just want a Sith Luke Skywalker. Or you, uh, uh, well, I don't think there's any Sith in the movie yet because this guy is a, a a knight of Ren. Yeah, right. So he's well, not. I just, I just want. But in, I think I want, I want Luke to go to the dark side. Uh, you want? We, we want were, the we trilogy were about the, that today. The Thrawn trilogy. Well, we were talking about that today because it's like the you know the old story. You you know every hero becomes a villain eventually. Or oh, you got to quote you got to quote Batman on this one, buddy. Well, I mean, think about it. That's what started in the original series. Well, not the original, but the prequels. No, I'm saying you got to use the Batman quote. You have no idea where you're a good guy now goes bad. I mean, I could see. Yeah, I do what you're talking about. All right. I hope so. I think there's a little bit of a delay with you. Just letting you know. Yeah, I think so. My Skype was acting up when I first logged on. Okay. So was mine. Uh, Did yours too, Jenny? Like it took forever for me to actually be online. 
I I'm clueless. So I don't know, maybe. <laughs> You're clueless. <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? Uh, well, Jenny wants the, the, the Mara Jade, Luke Skywalker story from the Thrawn trilogy, which is, if you don't know the books that they wrote, that were all we really had as Star Wars nerds to go on after Jedi came out. Uh, but then we got the, the prequels. Um, yeah. And now the books are non-canon cause they're obviously they're making their own story. Uh, but there is a part in there where Luke starts to go dark. Um, I don't. Well, there's a lot of speculation in this trailer because there's not a lot of Luke. In fact, there's none other than well, his, the, hand, his hand. Yeah, the, the hand. That's really it. Right. At least he had voiceover before. And this time, so people are thinking, well, maybe he doesn't show up till the end and he bridges between the two movies. But he's not, I, I mean, I'm telling you now, he's not dead because well, he can't be. He's the last Jedi. He's got to pass it along to somebody. One theory I read today, and I'm so far-fetched that that Kylo Ren is actually Luke. No, I don't. I was like, no, nah, I don't, I don't buy that. No, because they show at the end of the trailer, he's fighting without his helmet on. And it's just, you know, he's a thin dude. Like you could totally right. tell that that's that dude from girls. But the one thing that uh, does support kind of a Luke going dark, I, we were talking about this. We had like four hours of conversation because work was like nothing today. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> is that Luke is really the only Jedi to wear all black, which kind uh, of says something. Yeah, that's true. That is quite true. Um, well, here's this is really like scraping the bottom of the barrel, but there's a lot of people <laughs> freaking out too because in the trailer he goes, my father has it, I have it, you know, all that. Everybody's like, wouldn't Vader be had? And I'm like, no, it's because it's kind of like at the end, they're all like the ghost spirits of the Force. Yeah, you know? like, right. I think that's what he's referring to, but there's this whole group of people now that are like, Convinced that Vader's coming back. No, it's not. It's not going to. They've already like. I don't know if this was just a a prank on the internet or a rumor, but they're talking about Hayden Christensen coming back to be the ghost form. Please, please it's not going to happen. It's not. Please God. But uh, I mean, he also (laughs) says he also says his sister has it, and I don't think we're going to see Jedi Leia. No. I mean, it would be cool, but I doubt it. Well, I think it's just like, aren't they just? They're born with the force, so she might have it. She just might not. Well, she has the she has the sense, like she can sense what Luke is, where he is, and that kind of thing through the force. And in the the comic books I'm reading, um, the they do the the journey to the Force Awakens is what they're doing now. So it's like right after Jedi, and she actually goes to Naboo. Uh, if you don't know, who, Naboo is where the Phantom Menace takes place. It's where. Queen Amidala is from. That's Nellie Portman's character. It's also where the Emperor is from, too. Palpatine. Everybody's um, favorite, Jar Jar Binks, too. Jar Jar Binks. At least I forget. Jar Jar Binks. Um, but there might be a cameo. She's in that hangar in the, you know, from Phantom Menace where where Anakin takes off. And that's where that, the big fight with Darth Maul is. And she can sense Darth Maul. Even though he's dead, she can sense the dark energy that's still there. Um, in that hangar, am I? Cool. You guys picking up what I'm putting down here? I got <laughs> it. It's in the comic I book. It. I thought it was. I thought it was totally cool. A little Easter egg. I'm like, oh, that's that's cool. I mean, in the co- cartoon, the Clone Wars, he's not actually dead. His his they they put him back together with like these robot legs that aren't normal legs. They're they're like goat legs, magic like, legs. Uh, no, they're robots. <laughs> well, there's magic involved too. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There's these these witches. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yes. That's very involved, Dave. It's very involved. There's uh, a whole lot. A lot of people put together that. 
let's just say there's lots of Star Wars for you to, to sink your teeth into if you're tired of waiting for this new Star Wars. Clone Wars well, is on Netflix, then you can watch Rebels, which is really good. Another theory, another theory that's out there about when they die, and this is kind of goes goes along with that, is my, the guy at work. We were talking about this, and he said they don't they don't really die. Their spirits are just still out there. That's why he can see the ghosts or not, the spirits, their spirits, whatever. Right, so. but not all of them. They had to have been trained to do that. Right, uh, like Yoda says at the end of <laughs> Revenge of the Sith, <laughs> referencing a lot of prequels tonight. It's it's making me sick. So let's move but on. But there's always only one Jedi Knight at a time and only one Sith Lord at a time. No, there's there's two Sith, um, a master. Not the High Knight, but there's only been two, two Sith Lords. There's two. N- no, this is where you're wrong. There's two Sith at any time. There's a there's a master and an apprentice. No more, no less. Yoda says it in, uh, again, the Phantom Menace. There's there's there could be millions of Jedi at the, at the same time. And there was. Okay. Yeah, you're uh, right. I'm, I mixed that up. Yeah. There's only two Sith at the same time. Uh, uh, yeah, like I say, a master and an apprentice. All right, let's move on. Star Wars is awesome. We're all going to go see it. I got. I was lucky enough. There's a comic book store nearby that got a special screening. Uh, it's You've not, seen it already? No, no. I No. <laughs> I would, even if I did, I would not admit it because I would be ostracized. Um, no, I. They, they're doing a, like a special they bought a theater for the seven o'clock showing on the 17th. So I, I got tickets to that. And then I also got tickets to the Tuesday after to see it on a, on a bigger, bigger ultra screen type deal. Um, all right. So everybody's going to go see star Wars. It's going to be awesome. We got lots of, uh, waiting to do because that's the last trailer we're going to get. Uh, we are going to get a new Jessica Jones actual trailer tomorrow though. Uh, Friday. So that should be cool. Um, I still don't know who Jessica Jones is. I'm sorry. I think you'll I can't still get excited about it because I'm like if you, Aquaman. I know who Aquaman is. Awesome. I know who Black Panther is. Awesome. Who the hell is Jessica Jones? You're gonna love her. Uh, I think you're gonna watch it. And you're gonna like it. It it's it's gonna be good. I think. Um, you don't have to know who she is. Just watch the show and enjoy it. <laughs> you know, based based off of how good Daredevil is, I am not I'm not a big I'm like Jenny. I'm not super familiar with uh, with Jessica Jones. I know who she is, but just based off of what they did with Daredevil, I will definitely watch. It's going to be dark. It's going to be very I, uh, dark. That is one thing that I am super excited for is the next season of Daredevil Absolutely. with the Punisher and all that going on. I think it's going to be Punisher they, and Electro. Yeah, unless they completely fall on their face, there's nothing but good coming. Oh, I agree with you. Yeah, I have no interest really in, uh, and this is going to get people mad at me in Luke, Luke Cage or Iron Fist, especially well, Iron Fist. I've read rumors. Iron Fist. Fist. You're going to meet. Maybe on the cutting edge, they they don't know that they're going to do it. now. Nah, they're going to do it. They'll do it. Um, uh, you're going to meet Luke Cage in Jessica Jones. He's a main character. Um, are, they, are they like a a couple kind of? Yeah, he also. Uh, it, you saw Daredevil, right, Jenny? Yeah, yeah. Rosario Dawson's character is going to bridge all of these shows. She's going to be in all of them, uh, okay. uh, apparently. But she also has a relationship with Luke Cage, but so does Jessica Jones. Um, so, uh, yeah, you're, you'll see Rosario Dawson in all of these, probably. At least the next two. Um, yeah, so that's in November that comes out, but we get a cool trailer tomorrow to talk about next week on The Geek Out. Uh, I'm actually anxious to see what the Purple Man looks like. You heard his voice in the last I bet you teaser. he's Purple. He's not purple. Ah, he's not. He's not purple. They're not going to do that. But it's David Tennant, so I'm excited. Uh, he's he's awesome. Um, yeah, I like I like David Tennant, so I think he's going to pull that role off very well. 
some throwaway news. They, they made a big deal about it in Hollywood. I don't know if Jenny, where you are in in, in relation to the WB water tower. That's, uh, that's in LA. Yeah. So you never I've, see I've it. Seen it. It's on the Warner brother lot. Sure. Sure. It's not something you drive past on the way to work. or anything No, like no, that. no. Yeah. But I, I have seen it firsthand. Um, I've seen the Paramount water tower too. There you go. Nobody, there you go. nobody likes a bragger, Jenny. <laughs> I'm just jealous. Right. I am. Uh, <laughs> they just unveiled four new little banners underneath the tower for the flash arrow, Gotham and Supergirl. So that was kind of cool. Sweet. Nice. Uh, Supergirl debuts on Monday this week, yep. so that's exciting. I think it's going to be big. Um, I think it's going to do a lot of good things for the female audiences. Well, when I went and saw Everest, uh, you know, they always have the first look thing in a theater. There was a big first look about Supergirl, and it was a big, huge, like, they had rented out a theater just for all girls. And oh, it was wow. really big on the, to the girl power message. And it was... <laughs> It was huge. I mean, you could see the the impact that these little girls and uh, she came walking out at the end. I really thought watching the pilot looked amazing. Not, well, not amazing, but I like it. But I think you're right. I think it's going to do very well with that audience. Yeah. I mean, they're putting it on during like Monday Night Football and, you know, WWE wrestling. So and Gotham, it's going up against Gotham. So that's going to be the test for it right there. <clears throat> I think. It's up against a lot of man driven shows. So although women do like football, too. Sorry, Jenny. I, I just love that my team won tonight, so that's all I care. Congrats. You're still not going to get to the playoffs. <laughs> that's what you think. Yeah, there's last no year, way. Started, there's no year, way. Last year, we started with as bad of a record as this year, and guess who <clears throat> went to the Super Bowl, and you did not. I'm sorry, but your team is in disaster mode. They're all yelling at each other. You got your 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 Cam Chancellor and Richard Sherman. This is your fault. No, it's your fault. You guys got to get on the same page. You're on the same team, bro. Well, they are drag bro. racing out of drag racing out of practice and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. That, that. that most of that article from TMZ was false. Oh, well, I'm sure. I have really. No, I have no doubt. But I'm sure something happened. Obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, something happened. You feel bad because I like you, Fred Jackson. I just, Marshawn Lynch is phenomenal, and nobody can argue that. Like he is in <laughs> that line. That role he is one of the top sure he's but he's also best. got he's, one of the worst worst attitudes ever oh yeah yeah but then you take richard sherman who is also amazing um and he's smart but he's also a smart alec so it's kind of a pro and con yeah i think the but, the shine is off your team to be honest like you know going into oh, our game with them it was like yeah i don't know can we still beat them but or can we beat them i mean we beat you last year and then we just gave up or we gave it away or you know, we just had the worst five minutes of football ever. Um, and, uh, but yeah, you guys don't look good this year. I mean, you beat San Francisco, but that's not news. Uh, yeah. But here's, like I said, here's my thing is we do pick up momentum as it goes and uh, we're not the lions. So, <laughs> uh, no, it, <laughs> I'm going to slide in here and I'm going to agree with Jenny because Seattle does have the capability to turn around and I believe they will still make the playoffs. I I don't. I think Arizona, well, Arizona's stumbling right now too, so they're they're um, coming out get, they I think they've been uh, everybody's kind of figured them out. Sure. Uh, what's to figure out? I mean seriously, what's to figure out about Arizona? I mean well, number one they they're not running the ball. So you got to the more pressure you put on Carson Palmer the better you're off. All right, this is enough sports know, talk. We, we too much sports talk. Yeah. Talks. Yeah, this and, is... by the way, I love the Marshawn Lynch Pepsi commercial. That makes me laugh every time I see it. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw it, but all right, we're going to move on. 
Uh, let me just get through a couple quick news things and we can talk about some cool stuff. Because uh, this doesn't really intrigue me too much, but we should discuss or at least bring it up. Um, so they cast the Pink Ranger for the new Power Rangers movie a few weeks ago. And now we've got the Black Ranger and the Red Ranger and they're two people I've never heard of. Okay, so uh, is this gonna is it gonna be the darker version, like the little nope. teaser type thing, or is this gonna? Well, it's be, gonna be you know, its own thing. It has nothing to do with that. Is it gonna be a kids movie? No idea, but it's a reboot, and it's still the same production company that did the originals. Um, but it's not that dark one that you saw with. Oh, yawn! That was so good. <laughs> yeah, but it's never gonna be that, dude. Oh. <laughs> it's never, uh, James, that was the one with James Vanderbeek. Yeah, that, that yeah. was awesome. Yep, that was cool. All right, uh, Peyton Reed, the director of Ant-Man, is coming back to direct Ant-Man and the Wasp, so that's good news. Sweet. Um, and Agent Carter this week added Kurtwood Smith. Uh, everybody knows him as Red from That 70s Show. And he'll be playing a character, uh, Vernon Masters. I don't know who that is. If that's, is. I'm sure that's somebody in the Marvel Universe already. But uh, So yeah, Agent Carter comes back in 2016. Okay, I want to real quick give Jenny some happy thoughts. Um, Jason Momoa. Oh, there it is. I was just waiting for some kind of reaction. Such a delayed reaction. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He was talking about Aquaman as he often does now that nowadays, since he is Aquaman, he's quoted as saying this. So there's not really a lot of spoilers I can give away. Duh. Uh, But the research I've done on the new 52 stuff with Jeff Johns and just researching who he is. He's amazing. He's got a lot of powers. He's extremely tough. He's super strong. But I'm excited about there's a big, beautiful map laid out, and I wish I could carry it with me. It'll come out soon enough, and you'll see just how big it's going to be. So he's kind of hyping up this universe uh, that they're building with the DC <coughs> Extended Universe. So there you go. Uh, all you Aquaman haters, don't don't tell Jason Momoa your doubts about Aquaman's toughness. Hey, I, I out of, <laughs> and maybe it's because I'm biased, but out of all of the DC movies coming out, I'm most excited for Aquaman. Oh, I think it has the most potential. That is, no, what? <laughs> versus Superman's going to be amazing, but I think as a standalone character, not like a a group of different superheroes, I am most excited for Aquaman. Now, Jenny, would you be that excited if it wasn't Jason Momoa? Yeah, that's a good question. Um. Honest, honest. Because on one aspect, yeah, because I do think that the Aquaman storyline on a big screen could be done awesomely. If done well. with a good director and where we're at in cinematography now. That storyline has a lot of layers and it's awesome. So I, I would say yes. But for the fact that they cast perfectly for it, it shows a good thumbs up for the direction that the show's going. So yeah, I... I think I would, but because of it, I would, I would more. Does well, your, sense? your definition of perfectly is a little, it depends well, on who you ask. Cause Arthur Curry is blonde. He's not, well, that's where, he's okay. not huge. That's all, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying you're wrong. I think Jason Momoa is a good choice, but. Uh, okay. So as of like looking like the character and stuff, no, but I sure. think that his persona can pull off the character. Yeah. That w- That's what always like annoyed me with the actual cartoon or comic Aquaman is that he looked very um, salesman, like 1950s salesman or milkman type guy. Like he (laughs) he didn't really come off as tough, but then all the storylines that revolved around him, he was badass. He was awesome. So I think just how rough they've got him and especially in that promo 
poster that they did. He looks intimidating and scary and everything that I would perceive Aquaman and being from the storyline. So that's what I mean what, by perfectly. But no, he's not He's not a Kindle. Like What I want to see is I'd like to see the origin story where he's not from Atlantis. He's from, you know, the solid ground and then goes to Atlantis. It doesn't look like that's what it's going to be. It looks like he'll have always been in Atlantis. <clears throat> but I could be very wrong. We have no idea where they're going with no this. It's idea. still very, very early. All we know is he's going to appear in Batman vs Superman and then Justice League. I think that comes out before Aquaman. I can't remember my dates, but uh, either way, we have a long way to go. And if Jeff Johns is involved in any way, I trust it a hundred percent. So right, right. I am nervous <laughs> though about Wonder Woman. Like I, I love Wonder Woman, and I think that we finally need to see like a good woman, like superhero, because <laughs> we don't get any screenplay. But in just everything that I've seen, like. The actress, I, I'm going to have to wait to see. Like, I didn't, when they said who she was and they showed the little scenes from Batman versus Superman, it could work. It could totally work, and I'm not going to say it's not, but I'm not excited about that casting I've... choice. And then I also, just because of all the issues they've had between the scripts and the producers and stuff like that, that usually is a telltale sign that what they have isn't good that they're working off of. Well, the only issues they've had so far is keeping a director. Um, Which is a bad sign. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no doubt. No doubt. I think the actress has the look for sure. She looks amazing as Wonder Woman. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's going to be a big telling point when she speaks, though. Uh, there's there's a certain stature to when Wonder Woman speaks. Like, there's a, there's, there's a presence there. And, I, you know, I'm not the huge biggest wonder woman fan in the world i don't know all of her mythology but i know enough to be dangerous as jenny would say um <laughs> i know and, and i've watched enough of the cartoons i've watched enough of the animated movies and enough of the 70s series to know she she needs to be very strong in her voice and from what i've seen in fast and furious this girl is not but that can be taught so, i think it, i think that was just the role that she was playing in Fast and the Furious. I I have faith in it because this is we talked about this before. This is a member of the Trinity. They're going to take more care with this one this the, these particular three, I think, than any of the others. Well, they have that's, to. That's with, just a feeling I have. They have to. And with I think, Wonder Woman. I think she looks. I think think she looks fantastic because she's not too big. I think it's kind of that. It's the. The optical illusion that Less is she's more. kind of a, yes, she's kind of a kind of a fair sized woman, but she could topple the building in a minute. <clears throat> You're going with the the Buffy formula. She's a small girl, but yeah, she's yeah, super basically. powerful. Yeah, but she's not that small. But I mean, no, you know she's what I'm not. But she's she's not big and bulky either. Um, I just I just there's on a weird sociology type thing. There's a lot riding on Wonder Woman. Sure. Because absolutely. I mean, look at all the, I mean, it's a stupid comparison, but look at all the bigotry and stuff that's going on because of, uh, what's her name from the Avengers. Like she can't have her own movie. I don't think it would hold up. Honestly. I, uh, I, that's again, that's people looking for the spotlight to bring up right. anything. And you know that I know, you know, but, that. but, um, there hasn't been a lot of really good women-driven movies of this sort. And well, they need to. And this could be a huge stepping stone for it. So that's what I mean. There's there's a lot riding on Wonder, Wonder Woman being good. And I'm just nervous because right now the signs aren't pointing towards the good. I think – I mean well, Marvel's going to give it to you with Captain Marvel. You're going to see – I mean it's a ways away. But um, 
but that's that's one thing you're going to get as far as from Marvel is the big solo. I mean, they did really well with Agent Carter, and that's 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 a female led show. Again, it's still just a show, but um, yeah. So, well, I think it goes back to what we said about Supergirl. Now, I know these are two different universes, but I think you're going to be able to gauge the interest. It's going to be a big interest level from the female populace on what a, a leading role superhero can do. True. Uh, speaking speaking of different universe, uh, Tom, I'm going to ask you this, and then I'll mm-hmm. ask Jenny because it's only fair, but she might not know as much in this vein. But if you had to pick one of the DC shows on television right now or or currently in development, which one would you want to be linked to the movie, the cinema universe? Just one. Okay. So you'd want the same actor, the same storylines to carry over into the movies. Yes. Okay. Jenny, do you have any any say in this at all? Um, well, Flash, I don't think would work, but I'm not talking just, about like the storyline just yeah. because I don't, and don't get this wrong, but I don't think the cast and I don't think it would work well on the big screen. I don't think it's a strong enough cast and storyline. It's probably great. And I don't watch enough of it to, to tell you one way or another, but, um, I'd like to see Arrow. Arrow's part of the. Yep, it's not part of the. Right? It's not part of the connected universe, but it's a show. None, yeah, of, well, none of none of the shows currently on TV are going to be connected to the cinematic universe whatsoever. Uh, Gotham, of course, is not. Supergirl is not. Supergirl is not even connected to Flash and Arrow, which it very well should be, uh, but it's not. Um, <clears throat> Flash and Arrow are not connected to the movies. There is rumors of one show that will be connected to the television or the, to the cinematic universe. Any guesses, Tom? Titans. Nope. I wish, dude. That yeah, there has right. there has not been any Titans news though. Green Arrow. But we have that. That's Arrow, <laughs> and that's yeah. no. Uh, <laughs> and it, do you guys remember a show that was talked about a little while ago called Krypton? Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. That's going to be coming on Fox, right? Sci-fi. Oh, sci-fi. Okay. Uh, no pilot order for that series yet. It's still under development, but it's getting like they're going to move forward with it. It's David Goyer is in charge of that show. Um, this is the quote. I have two of them from David Goyer. It takes place 200 years before Man of Steel. We're, tra- we're training or let's see. We're treating Krypton like it's a historical piece. We look to previous cultures on Earth to model what that would be like. Uh, and then this is like the 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 plot of the show, the premise years before the Superman legend, we know the house of L was shamed and ostracized. This series follows the man of steel's grandfather as he brings hope and equality to Krypton, turning a planet in disarray into one worthy of giving birth to the greatest superhero ever known. Now my problem with this, what makes Superman so fun? He has superpowers. What makes Krypton so fun? They don't have any powers on Krypton, right? They're all Superman. They're all normal on Krypton. No, no, no. They're all Superman, so it's like nobody does anything. They can't do anything. Well, well no, no, right. no, no. There's, there's no sun. There's, there's no, no sun. there's no yellow sun, so they have no powers. Right. So this is going to be all politics <laughs> and <laughs> debating. Like this does not sound good at all. Like, uh, yeah, you, you kind of lost me on that one. I don't know. I mean, I'll give it a chance. It's sci-fi. Sci-fi what makes I, some good stuff. This is what I don't understand. Having watched Supergirl uh, pilot. How is this not connected when they reference him so many times <laughs> in the first episode? Yeah, well, well, for one, Jimmy is 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 a black dude, which I have no problem well, with, a, but he's not he's not in he's, the movie. 
Yeah, he's okay. He's not in the movies, so it's not like you're taken away from. Oh, we we didn't see this guy. There's Jenny Olsen. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, they reference him so many times in the show. How is it supposed to be? Now I know they came out and said what's supposed to be in the theater versus what's on TV. They're trying to throw out the word multiverse now, right? So okay, you got me on that one. I'll buy it. <laughs> Which is crazy just, just the because the Flash... We, just because I know what the multiverse is. But yeah. like you, you were just going to say, but that's crazy because Flash has now tapped in to 52 singularities, which made me laugh. <laughs> we're, losing, we're losing Jenny totally here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. So, I just, uh, I can't contribute. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. We haven't talked in a long time. It's just... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, have at uh, it. I, I'm, I'm learning. I really wish I had more news about the, <laughs> the, the Titans show because that one intrigues me way more than Krypton. Um, and yeah, that was I keep seeing his fandom uh, castings. That's all I ever see about it. Right. Well, everybody wants to cast Nightwing, and everybody wants you know which which crew they want in the Titans. And uh, this week, a new book came out called uh, Hunting Titans or Titans something. Like I can't wait to read it. It looks really good. Um, but going back to like the classic Titans, like Dick Grayson and stuff like that. So, uh, uh, anyway, so that's where, Dick Grayson, where he's wearing the green underwear and the green slippers. <laughs> no, no, the Robin. That's Robin. Oh, okay, well, you said Dick Grayson. I said Dick Grayson, but I also said Nightwing before that. Oh, okay, my bad. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what we've been watching. I want to talk real quick because Danny recommended it to me, and I've heard really good things since it came out. But I watched What We Do in the Shadows this week. Oh my gosh, I love that movie. Oh, it's so good. Tom, you got to watch it. It's Tom, you would die. Uh, I don't know if you know what Flight of the Concords is, but it's mainly the guys that did that, two of them okay. at least. Uh, it's just like a it's like a mockumentary, you know, like The Office and Parks and Rec and stuff like that, but it's a movie. But it's a documentary of a vampire culture. Um <laughs> you know, getting ready for this big secret society party at the end of the at the end of the the, the movie. It's it is Awesome, and it's really funny. Every joke about stew <laughs> right. made me laugh, dude. <laughs> and they, they, and to be honest, they have really funny accents because they're from New Zealand. So it's like, and Reese Darby is in it. Uh, you probably don't know who Reese Darby is. Did you see? Yes, I love Reese Darby. He's the best. Yeah, he's, he's a werewolf. He's great. Um, have you ever seen uh, the Yes Man, Tom, with Jim Carrey? Uh, yes, where he can only say yes to questions. He's like his yep. boss at the bank. The Harry Potter, that's, the Harry Potter fan. That's the one with uh, Zoe Deschanel, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. It's been a long time since I saw that movie. Well, What's the name of this watch, movie again, so I can watch, write it down? Uh, what we do in the shadows. Did you Did you watch Flight of the Concords, Tom? I don't believe I probably have. not. It was on oh, HBO. That's a That's a binge watch. You should pull that up because it's. I just yeah. did. I can't bring myself when I binge watch it to watch the finale because it's so sad. I know. <laughs> Um, my favorite part though is when they're in the park and uh, Reese Darby's like, "You didn't wear your stretchy pants. I told you, <laughs> stretchy pants." <laughs> no, your trainer or uh, yeah, I don't know what he calls them, but they're yeah. So when we transform, they stretch. <laughs> uh, what does he say? He said we're werewolves, not swearwolves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, and then what? the nose for all two looking guys oh yeah i can't remember his name <laughs> oh gosh yeah that movie is epically awesome yeah highly so. recommend it. it's not on netflix you got to get it on itunes or something like that but uh definitely worth a watch for sure if you haven't seen it already. it's it came out like last spring so 
You know, um, you know what's another movie though with um, what's his name, Jermaine? Jermaine. Clement? Jermaine Clement. Yeah. Have you ever seen Eagle versus Shark? No, I have it though. I need to watch I, it. I totally forgot about that movie, and we were when we were watching Fear the Walking Dead. It remind I was reminded that we had met the guy that plays the main guy in Fear the Walking Dead because he was. I think I don't know if he was the producer or the director of Eagle versus Shark. And they did a premiere here, and we're like, well, let's go, because we're a big Flight of the Concords fan, and we're like, it's got Jermaine in it. It's great. It's one of those two that it's it's a he good produced it. movie. He, Cliff, Cliff Curtis, yeah. Yeah. Because the director it, is the same guy that directed, excuse me, that directed uh, and co-wrote What We Do in the Shadows, the Taika, Taika, Taiki, Watiti. Okay. Yeah, I can't. It's, <laughs> You're it's, all over the place. That's his that. name, a T-A-I-K-A, and his last name is, his last name, get this, W-A-I-T-I-T-I. Well, within like two seconds, you said it like six different ways. Well, <laughs> Taka, Taki, Taka. I wanted to hit it at least Taka. once. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the, the other Jermaine Clement movie, uh, Men in Black 3. Oh, God, no. <laughs> He's good in it. I, you should definitely. That's enough. Was like, anybody Tom, good that in that? No. Uh, Will Will Smith. Okay. But yeah, definitely watch Eagle versus Shark because it, it's really uncomfortable to watch because they are two of the most awkward people, and it's a love story, but it's an ugly love story if that makes any sense. But just his like deadpan responses to every comment. It's it's what makes him awesome, but definitely watch that one. It is uncomfortably beautiful. I wish I wish Brit was in more things. Um, <laughs> he was in like Muppets Most Wanted, or he like worked on Muppets, but he was also in the Hobbit movies. Yeah, uh, quite a bit actually, uh, as a, as a little background character. But anyway, yes, Flight of the Concords. If you have not seen it, get HBO Go and watch it now. Do it. Word. Do it. I watched something recently that I would recommend. What's that? Green Inferno. The Eli Roth movie. It's out in the theaters. It's about the, the group that goes to the rainforest. Was it scary? Uh, it's kind of got some gruesomeness to it, but not so much scary. It's not. See, I always it's get the, worried. It's with like this the, stuff can, because the he, cannibalistic he's... tribe. Okay. Because I get nervous with this stuff because he's very gore porn. Like he yeah. he just likes the blood and guts, and the storyline sometimes lacks because of that. Was it was it a good story, or was it just I'm ripping somebody's intestines out and making an ass out of it? <laughs> it had it had good build up to that, and then the story following. You know what I mean? It was intermittent of violence, but is I enjoyed. On, is it I on DVD it. now, or is it still in the theaters? Yeah. It's in theaters. Aha. I saw. I saw. And it's a and a no, no spoiler, but sit through the sit through the credits. Ooh, I'm not gonna tell you what happens, but just don't get up and leave as much as you want to because you'll be like, oh my god, I want to throw up. But there, there's parts of it that are there's parts of it that you're like, oh my god, dude, really? There, there are so many times when we do movie reviews that I just want I want little one liners posted. That's like, just sit through it. There are times when you're like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna throw up," but just <laughs> just 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 hold it in. Use your use your popcorn bucket. You know it's empty. 
Oh, too freaking funny. Okay, I I finally saw Crimson Peak. I've only been I talking about see, it I for like a year. <laughs> I that's a movie I heard. Uh, the same thing you were saying about Eli Roth. Someone said about your boy. Okay, about, you know he loves be, he loves his gore. I got to be fully honest with you, it's Dave. Not Dave, really, Dave, knows, Dave knows Jenny. I don't know if you were on the show. I don't like particularly like these kind of movies. No, he hates horror movies. <laughs> but I kind of, I do kind of want to see this because I love Tom Hiddleston. And oh my gosh, he's it just amazing! Looks, it looks great. So okay, I, so here's I'm going to give you my quick quick review with trying not to give any spoilers. It's top notch Guillermo del Toro. It's in the vein of Pan's Labyrinth, but yet not as artsy as Pan's Labyrinth. But it's beautiful. Like it. Definitely, when you watch it, you can see that it's um, that he's based a lot of it off of like the early like you know '30s and '40s horror movies or suspense movies, like the old black and white ones. Um, Tom Hiddleston though is OMG amazing. He is so great. But the downside about that, and I'm going to get hate mail for this, but <laughs> Charlie Hunnam is very good looking. Very I good looking. I read he's you put this on Facebook. I laughed. But he, I'm sorry, he, he's not a great actor. Like, he, he's good to look at, and he, he fits the role a lot of the times, but when he acts, like like in Sons of Anarchy, it used to drive me crazy because his accent would show up, and I'm like, where's Jack Seller from? Go back and watch Undeclared. Yeah. So, it drives me crazy, but the usually, I, like, I, I had no problem with him in, in Pacific Rim, because of the movie context, but when he is acting next to somebody like Tom Hiddleston, right. it it shows, and it's kind of distracting. Well, the only one he had to act next to in Pacific Rim was Edris Elba. I mean, everybody right, else was kind of like everybody else is kind of like, oh, this is a, kind of an action, action thing. So it was more physical. Yeah. Or this is definitely more dialogue. It's very Jane Irish, if that makes any sense. Um, but. <laughs> It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And the, the storyline is, it's interesting because I thought the story was going to be about something different. Because, you know, they show all the crazy things like the skeleton monster coming out of the, the floor in the hallway. and, well, maybe, and you shouldn't, maybe, you shouldn't, the, maybe you shouldn't finish the sentence for people that haven't seen it yet. That's in the, that's no, actually, no, these are that's all actually, in the trailer. No, no, no. I know what you're saying. But you're gonna, like you're saying, I, I thought it was this. And then you're going to say that it's this, though. No, 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 no. Yeah. But that, what I'm going to say is basically what you see in the trailer is part of it. But there's so many other layers to it that you don't focus so much on that part of the storyline. And it comes out to be just a really, really good love story, which is really sad and depressing and horrific. But the way everything looks and it's beautiful and it's got a lot of you can you know how Guillermo del Toro borrows his actors like once somebody's one of in one of his movies, he's in a lot of his movies. That seems to be everybody these days. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, but it's got uh, the guy from The Strain, the guy that plays um the uh, oh, I can never remember their names. The rich guy, he's in it as a book editor. But I definitely recommend it. it. I don't think I don't know if it's going to do really well, just because it is very artsy. But I thumbs up when it comes out on DVD. I'm buying it. I'm total big fan. It's beautiful, and it's scary on the Halloween sense. 
There you go. I don't I don't get the gore part though. I mean, I know he likes gore stuff, but there was like one scene that I kind of flinched because it was kind of gross, but it, I, it that part I didn't think was overwhelming. Okay. It was kind of gross, but I'm you know, I'm not a girl. I, I wasn't I wasn't upset. Um <laughs> Before we get to the it's one, it's not like watching the Nick. By the way, the <laughs> Nick started back up. I could hardly. I, I I like gross things and stuff, but there were parts in it where I seriously, I had to quit watching. It was that disgusting. <laughs> so just forewarned if you haven't seen it. So uh, uh, avoid that if you have a, a weak stomach. Oh, if you have a weak stomach, don't even turn on the Nick. It's it's great acting. It's an awesome storyline. But the surgery scenes? Oh. <laughs> Just thinking about it makes me cringe. Oh, anyways. All right. Moving uh, on. Before we talk about The Walking Dead, because I know I think all three of us are watching that right now. Yay. Um, real quick, I want to talk a little bit about Gotham Shield, Arrow, and Flash, since I know Tom watches those. I don't watch Gotham. I have I'm, I have not watched one episode. I have four people browbeating me to get back and watch it. So it is on my binge watch list. There you go. Gotham is good. I still have to. Uh, no, I am caught up now. I did watch this last week. Uh, very good stuff with uh, a female fire. Was it firebug? What was that? The fire. fire firefly. Firefly. Right? firefly yeah. Yep. Yeah, I saw that in the preview. My daughter saw it, and she's like, oh, she's Jonesing. My daughter just, she absolutely loves Gotham. Yeah. She's the one browbeating me the most. Well, this season is really good. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Arrow and Flash, there's news of a of a potential casting for Legends of Tomorrow. Did you see this, Tom? Mm-mm. Legends of Tomorrow is going to add Connor Hawk. Really? The The biggest part of this, though, is is he will not be the son of Oliver Queen and Sandra Hawk. How's that going to work out? No idea. I mean, I could see if it was Connor Hawk because Legends of Tomorrow is supposed to have Rip Hunter involved. So you can go to the future. Who knows? Right, right. So that's that's the one interesting bit of news I wanted to get to. And all the geeking out this week because we're doing a lot of Earth 2 talk. and uh, I'm and- anxious because a lot of uh, – I mean, if anybody hadn't watched the spoilers part of it, I don't want to spoil, but the whole Firestorm part, I mean, I saw the preview for this coming week, but that's not where I thought they were going with it. Oh, well, that's, I mean, they've already told everybody that the guy that was cast on Legends of Tomorrow, the black kid, is going to be the other half. But is it going to be this kid or is it from, uh, is it going to be Jason Rush? Because that's what I, it's it's Jeremy something, I think is his name. Yeah, they're supposed, this, that's supposed to be this next week's episode. Yep. And that's the kid that he'll be Firestorm on Legends of Tomorrow. Because they have cast Jason Rush, who is not the same Jason Rush who they they actually he was cast, used last year. He was cast in the first season. I mean, right. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's gonna be this dude. Um, I got no problem with it. I mean, I mean, I like where they're going with it, but I I thought they were gonna introduce Jet. Now, knowing you and I, we talk about theories. So I mean, who knows? Ronnie may still may end up on Earth two and run into Jason Rush. So you could end up having something like that. <laughs> they did say Jason Rush was cast, so something what is coming out of that. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. There's so many possibilities they can do with these with the the 52 singularities. I mean, that, they're really doing a great job. It kind of threw me off at the end of the, this last episode, but I like where they're going with everything. What with the the final reveal? Yeah, well, like, was, what, they they hinted at it the week before. 
Right, but the way he came came out, oh, it's like okay, a little, a little menacing. This, yeah, yeah. Is this too obvious, or is this just a to yeah. throw you off. Yeah. Uh, and then real quick on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm I'm already tired of Inhumans. I'll be right there honest with you. Because it's the new Dude, X-Men. They're, love- they're, they're the new X-Men. For from sure. What read, yeah, what, what, from what I read, Marvel Comics is getting rid of all mutants, and they're all going to be known as Inhumans. So yeah. that's kind of where they're going with it. It's basically, in my, I think... It's Marvel's way of kind of giving the middle finger to Fox and Sony for not, you know. Yeah, for, and by I, doing so, you're ruining uh, one of the best comic books ever created. I do not argue with it. I do I not at all. I'm a, I, I will live and die by X-Men. And by doing this, just because you were dumb enough to go bankrupt and have to sell off your properties is just, it's like the the bully. Like, you're you're an idiot. Where I, my question was where Marvel Agents of Shield is going right now is you're you're dead in this Inhuman storyline. Inhuman's movies not due out till 2019, which I've read is maybe in jeopardy. But Kevin Feige says it's still going to happen. How can you carry this storyline until 2019? You're not gonna. It's gonna go away. They're not gonna it's go gonna and have to because in the show I don't think they'll ever reveal the royal family. And no, that's they may hint at movie, it. Yeah, that's where the movie's gonna go based. Right. Again, but again, we're, got, we're you're looking at four years to try to carry this story. Is the show even going to be around for four years? Again, I don't think that's their plan. I think this is just the taste of it to get people ready for something like the Inhumans. I love uh, what they're doing. I really do because it introduces so many different facets. But again, what, what's your end game? Where are you going with this? Because the new the new character Lash is awesome. Well, which is a comic book character. It is. Yeah. Yes. Um, and they've added a new aspect to his character this week. So, yep. So that he might not be all that bad. Um, right. But he's a cool big blue monster thing. Yeah. So that's, that's, and he blows holes in people's chests. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> what what and, go wrong and, there? And if you thought Daisy couldn't be hotter, you're wrong. All right. Because she was hot as Sky, but she's hotter as Daisy. Mockingbird is better. Oh, I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Let's talk Walking Dead. Uh, we've got two episodes so far this season. Uh, the flashbacks. Are you loving it? The flashbacks in black and white were probably the smartest thing they've ever done. Awesome. Uh, that was a very, though, direct throwback to Frank Darabont. Well, they did that. They do that like marathons every year of their seasons in black and white mm-hmm. uh, since then. Like, right. I mean, they but just, it, it, it is a. a Tip of the hat to Darabont, in my opinion. Well, I think it worked so well with their marathons that they just kept... Because it started off as a tip of the hat to Night of the Living Dead. Well, I I like, though, that the way that they're doing it. At least it's intelligent, because it does separate then and now. So. That's what I was thinking. I like the way, because some people might get lost. You know, you're going back and forth, back and forth. At least this lets you know, oh, okay, this is different. Right. Oh, man, though. I, I, so, think it, I think it just looks sweet. Are you are you caught up, Tom? Oh yeah. All right. Are you loving it or are you hating it? I'm all over it. <laughs> nice. How about you? How about you, uh, Dave? Oh uh, yeah, I've got no complaints. I mean, they... I think this is the strongest opening of a season that they've had. Sure, so sure. They didn't go slow like they usually do. They just kind of throw it at you right away. It's oh my gosh there there are so many scenes too where it's just like. Uh, um, what, what th- I loved about this week's episode was it kind of focused, gave a lot more focus on what we would call the secondary characters 
and you left kind of the bigger names out of it, but it still came off as such a great episode. Well, I mean, you I'm had, not saying you I'm had not Carol saying and Morgan. Just, Carol and Morgan are not, big characters. But I'm, gonna say, I'm what I mean is they're they're kind of secondary when you think of the group as Rick, Daryl, Michonne. You know what I mean? These are the kind of the supporting characters. I would say you're wrong there. Huh? I would say you're wrong. Most of that group, yes, is secondary, but uh, excluding Carol and Morgan. I, I don't. Morgan hasn't been around, I think, long enough. To yeah, be, but he's like, a big. He's a big. On. He's a big deal. I, I, I agree. I agree with you. And he had to be there, and Carol had to be there to really. Support. I get where I get where you're going though, because I love what they did. What's the girl's name? Edith? Is it Edith? Edith. Or yeah, I love what they did with her because I, I thought through the entire thing, her little initials and stuff, I totally thought it was something else. I thought it was I, going to lead into like the bad guys or something. And then when it, they do the reveal, it's so beautiful. Yep. And just knowing her her uphill battle of where she's been so far, it made that character so likable. Whereas before she was just another kid on the show. I didn't really have a lot of a lot of drive for her, I guess. I love what they did with that. Yeah, for me, I, 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 didn't, I didn't trust her as a character. And then seeing that lead up, I honestly thought she was leaving a trail. And I was I, like, oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't trust her. I, I don't know where you got I didn't that. trust her either, though. Really? I, I agree with Tom on it. I didn't trust her at all. But then I like, too, that they're kind of focusing on, um, is her name Jesse? Jesse's son? The teenage son that's kind of Ron. with Edith, but not with Edith, and the emo he's kind kid, of a jerk, yeah. but like, his name's Ron. Ron, Ron's a never he's, Ron, kind Ron, of a, he's kind of a douche. Let's just say it. Ron's face, like face punch worthy, ain't yeah, it? Yeah, totally face punch. <laughs> but the way that they're writing that character, I'm interested on how it will go because he could either go completely psycho or he could actually be cool because, like, there's a reason why he's such an ass. Because you know, it's not what? like he's for for me, Edith. I gotta go back to Edith for a second. There's two things about Edith from this last episode and from her character last season too. Um, for me, she was the most like the new group, like Rick and all them. That's how I saw her from the start. She had lived, is what I saw right. from her. I didn't. I never distrusted her. I can see why. You, I guess you guys would feel that way. But I always just felt she had that. I've been out there where these people in the subdivision have never been out there. Yeah, uh, type of quality and. Uh, I really didn't think they needed to microphone every single flesh tear of when she ate the, the turtle. Like <laughs> everything was was microphoned on there. Like you heard every bit of gush and, and squish. I'm like, come on, really? This is not necessary. I already get it's disgusting. Let's move on. So she is the new shredder. Because <laughs> she's oh, eat, see I don't what think I did there. See I what think, I did there. I don't think he eats turtles. <laughs> he likes to kill them. Uh, really quick, I want to wrap up. I saw this list of X-Men movies ranked from worst to best. Uh, let's see if we all agree. Uh, so from the worst, X-Men The Last Stand. Okay. Okay, I got it. Okay, let's let's first do a quick refresh of the X-Men movies because I don't remember what they were all called. X-Men is number one. And that one, okay. what was that one? That was was the one where they introduced Rogue and... I introduced all of them. Um, well, right, but like... Rogan and, and Wolverine are running around in the truck and all yeah, that, right? Right, okay. right yeah. Uh, and then there's X2. X2 uh, United, right? X, X-Men United, yeah. Which one was that about? That's where they go to Wolverine's past and they go up to Canada and there's the big water 
Uh, the big flood. That wasn't, I thought that was the Wolverine movie. No, that's no. Late, that, that's into his past. They they explore his past. Like they go that's back. Where they, inter- they introduce Stryker. Right, Stryker for the first time, and that's where okay. that's where Jean gives up her life essentially, allegedly. Right, become the Phoenix. Right, and that's where X Men: The Last Stand comes in, and that's the third one. That's where Phoenix comes back, and Cyclops dies off screen. Uh. uh <laughs> Professor X dies, and uh. yeah, right, and it's just the worst. <laughs> There's so much wrong with this. Movie. Yeah. Kills her, and right, and then there, and then weeps openly <laughs> that he killed her, and. Uh, so- so um, then there's the origins Wolverine, which you just mentioned. Uh, then there's the Wolverine. I don't know if this is on that list though. Uh, there's X-Men first class and then X-Men days of future past. Okay. All right. So number, the worst one, X-Men, the last stand, I think we all agree. That's the worst. Yes. yes. Hands yes. down. The second worst one. It is a close tie to the, the X-Men the last stand is X-Men origins. Wolverine is a terrible movie. It's so wrong with Ryan that, Reynolds as, as a it, faux Deadpool. There is so much wrong with that because if you're going to say origins, make it the origin. Yeah, right. Um, and then the next movie in the line of worst movies is The Wolverine, which was better than Wolverine Origins. Yeah, no, no, I would put I would put X two before Wolverine. I actually didn't. X two was number one, baby. So that would be no, no last stand. Okay, yeah, you're right. So I agree with you. Yeah, number one. I'll, I'll agree with Jenny. X number two, two and four. number three should be X two. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's see where X two ends up. Uh, X-Men number one is next on this list. That's terrible. You know, as a fan, I liked it because it was so cool to see it on screen, but I can kind of understand where fans don't like it because it's not the first incarnation of the X-Men. Well, the, you mean to the books? Right. If you're going to start, you start from the beginning. Well, the thing is... That was my only problem with the movie. I liked it because it was it was so great to finally see this stuff on the screen. Arguably, being the being the comic purist, you're like, oh, this this shouldn't be them. You can argue that we have the Marvel universe we have now because of X Men. I agree. Well, that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say is that I can't put the original X Men low on the list no. just for the fact that that was our first experience with them, and I don't think they did a bad a bad job at it at all because that's what drove us to enjoy the rest of the right. Right. This is job. this is where the list starts to get crazy because number three is X Men First Class. Uh, I thought that that was one of the best. I love it. Um, uh, first class is, well, yeah. No, no, it's no, got yeah, its problems. No, I would say it's got its problems because once again, if you're going to call it first class, make it the first class. Well, they did it as the, the graphic novel, the first class. Uh, uh, yeah, I got you. Number two, Days of Future Past. It's a solid movie. I loved it. Um, I don't know if I'd put it that high, though. I I think, it's I very think good. The future past is probably my favorite out of the X Men. I agree. Number. I put it number one because it corrected everything that was wrong. It's uh, X Two X Men United is their number one movie as the oh. best. Movie. Oh my god! Here's, I put that like way down the list. Before oh, before we is. say goodbye, here is their reasoning, and this is moviephone.com, F O N E. It's the wrath of Khan of the X Men films as our heroes oh. team up with their enemy to battle an even bigger threat, Colonel Stryker, who wants to wipe out mutant kind. The character-driven storyline and impressive set pieces, including a harrowing dogfight with the X-Jet, make X-2 one of the best comic book films. False. It was, I think it was better than what you guys are saying, but at the same time, I am not a Wolverine, like, diehard. No, I'm not either. These are the Wolverine movies. These are not X-Men. Until First Class. Uh, First Class then becomes an X-Men movie. Again, you see where I'm I'm going. It should be the 
originals, and that's not Wolverine. You should have. But I understand the mainstream fans they, they see yeah. Wolverine, and it's he's the go-to guy. But well, there is so much more to the X Men, and that's from what I'm reading. I'm reading that Hugh Jackman's not even going to be in the in Apocalypse. No, he's not. And I, I'm loving that. I really personally, well, I'm he, gonna love that. Okay, he technically my, isn't in first class so, either. I I think that well, they did a fine job Jimmy, because which was awesome, right? Because they did focus on you know Professor X. They focused on you know Magneto. They focused on Gene. They focused on Cyclops in those original movies. They totally did. the The problem is, is that Wolverine. It's kind of like Batman. His character is so. The storyline for Wolverine is so layered that he does kind of outshine the rest of the characters. Yeah, but, but then, that I think is across the board in this whole genre. I think that's a, there's a problem there. If you're going to do a Wolverine movie, do Wolverine, just like right. we get a Batman movie. If you're going to do the Justice League, it better not be the Batman movie, mm-hmm. and that's coming from a Batman diehard. But I don't, I don't think it's fully. I mean, it revolved around. Wolverine storyline, but it was you gotta had a look, lot to do with the rogue character. No, you got to go yeah. back. You got to go back yeah. and watch them again. These movies are about Wolverine. But the part about the rogue character, they they totally misused the rogue character in every X Men movie. Well, they replaced Rogue in the first movie that which should have been Kitty Pride, that character that bonds with Wolverine right away when she's young. Right, right. that's Kitty Pride in the comic books, and they could have right. done that. They could have even with Anna Paquin, they could have done that. Um, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with who did they get to take that role? I can't remember. Um, uh, you talk about the Kitty Pride role or yeah, the Rogue yeah, role? Kitty Pride later. She oh, shoot. bigger Juno. actress, Juno. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she did great, and she's good. And you know, she she's good in uh, Days of Future Past. And I watched the Rogue cut, and I think Ellen she, Page. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I think the Rogue cut could have stayed in. It was very cool. I like the Rogue cut of Days of Future Past. If you haven't seen it yet, try to find it. It's just giving her those powers was my only problem with that. Well, giving Kitty Pride the powers to, to right. teleport a brain in time, how does that work with phasing? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm you so, phase people. I, anyway, we got to get going. Uh, Jenny's got to get kick off, and that's about all the time we have to talk about really bad X-Men movies. So, uh, yeah, that's Channing, it. Channing Tatum's going to save it with Gambit. We can only oh, hope and pray. Up. That That makes me sick to my stomach. <laughs> Just saying. That is – talk about, like – Somebody made a casting decision that on, should totally man. have been fired. It That's, was that guy. It's going to be Magic Remy. <laughs> <laughs> Long distance high five, Tom. <laughs> I got you. Slap hands, slap hands. <laughs> All right. Awesome. That's a show. <laughs>